Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. This is Hashem BPW number 56. That's Bayez Panimi, Share for Women, Share number 56. We're going to talk about very often when one has been married for several years or many years, they look back and they have regrets about maybe not starting off their marriage or not having years of marriage with the proper purity or with the proper wholesomeness or or with the proper um, halachic observance of things. And people wonder, going forward, is it possible for us, go moving forward, to do things the right way and, and enhance and, 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 and improve things in a dramatic way? And the answer is absolutely. There's always tshuva on everything. There's a hischachas on everything. And we talked about it so many times, how part of the reason why um, people don't change is because they don't believe in their ability to change and in the, and, and, and in the tremendous rachmanis and eagerness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to want us to change for the better, and He embraces us with it. So therefore, it is so important, beyond tshuva itself, very often a Yerida, a descent, is for the purpose of eventually going up even higher. Hashem runs a person's life. Hashem is man's foot, through Hashem, a man's footsteps are established. And he shall favor his ways. Which means that, yes, we have free choice. But ultimately, although we don't quite understand how this works logically, that once something happened, it's meant to be, and you can move forward. So that is really the idea. Yes, a Jew needs to know when he did things wrong that he could, needs to be pained over it and try to correct his ways, but never fall into depression or despondency about it. Because ultimately you will end up where you need, need to go. There's a beautiful muscle that's brought down as follows. Listen carefully. If you are on a ship traveling westward and you're sitting you're on the ship and you're walking on the ship eastward the opposite direction that is how life very often is where your own movements you're moving to the east but the whole ship where you are where you are standing and where you're walking to the east the ship is moving on the west so in reality you're traveling towards the west at that moment that you think you're moving in the eastern direction the same thing is, is with us. We may seem like we're going in the opposite direction on our ship, in this world. But ultimately, ultimately, we end up where we need to be. And therefore, no matter where we are now, we could always transform ourselves, and it's certainly in marriage. So that's one point that I felt is very important to bring up. Another important point is, is that what happens a lot of times is that people, when they refer to intimacy as the mitzvah or a mitzvah, it bothers people. Why does it bother people? Because they feel by using those words that it's a mitzvah, it automatically decreases uh, the enjoyment of two people enjoying themselves together in, 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 in a physically intimate way. Because now you have this mitzvah, it's not just us two enjoying ourselves. And we need to reframe what a mitzvah is 
and realize that it doesn't contradict each other and you end up having even a more beautiful happiness. So there's a book, Holy Intimacy, where I took some of the concepts of the, the Pasu Shiorim. So one of the authors, Rivka Slonim, mentions interesting, she got, honestly, she felt annoyed. Her, her grandfather basically said in Yiddish, but in, translated, he, he told her when she was a Kala, or before, right before she was going to get married, the world thinks you get married to have fun and to enjoy a nice apartment with silly towels or whatever it is. And um, but when you but but we get married not because of that but because Hashem commanded us to get married. She initially felt a little upset about that. It's like raining on on our parade. You're looking forward to a wedding, a beautiful, you know, event and 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 the marriage and. Now you're saying it's okay because we're commanded, because we have to, and it's an obligation. And it takes away, it seems to detract from a lot of people's enjoyment. But the idea is, is that it is precisely that when marriage is a mitzvah and a mission, it opens up everything. When a marriage we realize is larger than us, Yes, our desires are important. Our happiness is important. Our pleasure is also important. But, and, 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 and all of this Hashem wants us to have. But He wants us to build ourselves and to grow. To realize there is hard work there, but the hard work is extremely re- rewarding. And that's something also to understand and to value. And these days, Befrat... As we're getting closer to the Yemaisa Mashiach, the Yetzirah is much stronger in creating machlaikis between a husband and a wife because when there is Shalom, that ultimately manifests itself with Mashiach coming, with Lasid Lavai, where the Shechina, Kutshebrichu, Shechinte, they say, whatever, Kabbalistically, the male and female aspects of Hashem, however that's supposed to be meant, but that's the way Hashem uh, manifest is Shechina. So the, uh, a sound, beautiful marriage represents HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it represents our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that is why the Yetzirah wants to confound it and to cause problems with it, and we need to be strong and counteract it. The fact that marital relations is not only a mitzvah, but it's Kaidish HaKadoshim. That we know that it's brought down, it's, that, that, that it's Hadar Amitais, the bedroom is considered the Kaidish HaKadoshim. You see from here that this is, represents the Kaidish HaKadoshim in this world. And that is a gateway to lead to the greatest heights of Kedushim. While having fun and enjoyment and pleasure. And how it's not a stira is very hard to for people to wrap their brain around. But it is very, very true. Another thing that's important, of course, is to value the healthy aspects of tzniyas. We talked about it a little bit in earlier shiurim. It's, it's in the mind frame. It's the mindset. But one needs to understand that the inherent holiness of our body is real. And in a feminine body with feminine beauty and the sensuality, it is all 
holiness. Tznius means that there is holiness in your body, in your very body. It is, as this author puts, a chosen temple for the human soul. It's a place where the Hashem decided that the soul, which is the highest, purest form, higher than Malachim, comes into our body. And our body is a host for that soul. And we're not to take it lightly. And that is the key. That is the key, and that is the way we understand what Tznias is about. We're going to start talking today now, as well, about something that, if you're married for, for a long time, or for a while, this is a good thing to internalize, to give over to your children, but even for yourselves, to really understand the sensitivity. The idea behind hormones, the idea behind why we need to separate and create a distance between the genders before they get married, or while they're married, to be careful with interaction with the opposite gender for anyone else that's not your wife or your husband. And the way Hashem made it is that we're separated, a husband and wife, the two souls, the half-souls are separated. There's a strong desire to reunite. And that is the inborn, built-in hormonal pull in, in puberty to be together with a man or a man to be together with a, a woman. When a woman kisses or cuddles or even thinks about a man in a romantic way, you have hormones that fill the system, creates that biochemistry of attachment, becomes a bonding agent. So we have to understand that this is what Hashem put into us. It's automatic, it's built in. Therefore, because we have this in our natures, we need to understand that we cannot act upon it. But it's a true experience and a healthy experience because Hashem put it in, in us. But we have to use it the right way. And that's why there's halachic boundaries in regard to it. And this is something that you can give, give over to the children to understand that. There's always a desire for self-gratification. It is a strong Yetzirah. We are mixed with good and bad and, 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 and it's all... Uh, a mishmash. It's very confusing to us, but there is a powerful drive towards a union with the opposite gender. Men to women, women to men. But what we need to know is that drive, if someone has a pull towards the opposite gender, that does not necessarily mean that that person that you're pulled to is your soulmate, is meant to be the one that you are to be with. And even when it is your soulmate, it may not be the right time or the right place for such a reunion at this moment. So that is something very important to understand, that romantic attraction and entanglements, they do bring a thrill, tremendous amount of excitement. It's partly because it's forbidden fruit. It's, 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 it's a pull. It's a desire in the body. It's a desire even in the soul to a certain degree. But what happens is, is it has to be directed, otherwise it gets quite complicated. And sometimes a physical relationship with the opposite gender could become dangerous and very unhealthy. So the idea is to understand, if people don't understand 
why a young person may get want to get involved, a boy with a girl, a girl with a boy, is sometimes is because they want validation. Sometimes she wants to feel she's desirable or she's okay. But very often, people of that age in puberty or in the teenage years or young 20s, they lack the discipline and it's very hard to control their impulses and that's why we need these halachic boundaries. Those halachic boundaries are not to torture us or to bring us down or to make us not enjoy life. It is the boundary that's needed for us to channel this enjoyment in the right way that will will be experienced in a beautiful way when the time comes. The idea also is the importance of not touching one another. Shaymanagia, like they call it. Both single boys and girls, and as married couples during the Nida period, when they're not allowed to touch with each or touch each other. And the idea is to explain basically to your children and to understand basically that in ad- adolescence there's a tremendous amount of of um, hormonal levels and sex hormones, growth hormones, and what happens is is the brain continues to mature from puberty into the twenties, specifically the prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is planning and and all of that. That's the last part of the brain to mature, which means in simple English, a teenager, that part of the brain of control and and planning impulse control is not yet fully developed while the other part of the brain that excites him sexually or to do some reckless things that is there very strong and that is why it is very hard for teenagers many of them to hold back from new experiences even when they could be dangerous or harmful and that's why they need that hadracha and Tyra basically gives us that framework to navigate through these desires. And the Tyra recognizes that there is an innate, healthy desire to connect with the opposite sex, beginning from pu- puberty. It is normal, it's hormonal, but it's also for the purpose of that yearning to, re- 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 to reunite with your other half in marriage. And it's a reflection of a truth. So the fact that there is that pull is a healthy thing and it's a good thing. The, 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 the desire itself that you have it is healthy. To, make, to, to act upon it and indulge in it without thought and without guidance and without, bar- without you know, gedarim, that is what's unhealthy. The unbridled, uh, loose, wild... Um, you know, activity that would create a tremendous amount of destruction. So this is something that's very important, and we're going to discuss a lot of this in in in, in another share about Metzeshem, um the Shmir Seinayim aspects of things, both for men and women. Over here for women, the power of touch. It's so important to to really internalize uh, these concepts that we're going to talk about that gives you that awareness and understanding. And once you do this, you actually have a greater appreciation towards the Torah's wisdom in this regard.
and how it's designed to make us happier and actually to experience more pleasure. We mentioned once before that studies have shown that the, the religious women experience more marital sexual satisfaction than the ones that aren't. A lot has to do with the fact that they channeled this desire in a healthy way, where they held back from touching each other. And that's why when they finally do touch each other, it's like electric. It's an electric shock. It's extremely exciting. And that is really the idea of what we wanted to talk about today. And Metzeshem will continue to discuss in future shiurim. The idea, again, to reiterate, if... No matter what happened in the past, there's always a tshuva, there's always a schachus. You could always renew and refresh your marriage and yourselves. And don't allow the idea of that oina or physical intimacy is a mitzvah to damper your enjoyment. The mitzvah creates a mission and a meaning that enhances enjoyment, as we're going to explain in future shiurim as well. And the idea of in a healthy way to respect your body not to think it's disgusting to have these desires but it needs to be channeled in a healthy way and the idea of internalizing especially for children or people in the, 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 the teenagers the importance of these gedarim because it's meant there to protect us and to help us and to save us from many dangers and many heartaches and ultimately to enjoy this part of our lives in the greatest possible way. Bracha